Welcome to Your Creative Boost, a series of discussions with guest experts and entrepreneurs designed to support and inspire makers, designers and small businesses. To Series 1, Episode 1, Building a Career Out of Your Passions, a conversation with Lynn Lamborn, interior designer and concerned citizen. Hello and welcome to our first episode of Your Creative Boost. I'm here today with Lim Lamborn, self-confessed interiors addict and warrior on waste, to find out more about her journey to building a career that is centred around her own core values and passions. You'll usually find Lynn rummaging through a skip, wearing a cameo jacket or a boiler suit, with paint splattered in her hair. Hello Lynn. Hi. So we first met, I think it was about six years ago. Mm-hmm. Long time now. At um, When you were doing the Love Local Christmas Market. Yeah. And um, that was back in the day when I was doing my little box of smiles. And that was my first Christmas market. And you were with your friend Sarah Kirk. Yeah. And I think you'd run quite a few of the Christmas markets. We had. Markets. We used to do them sort of twice a year. It was someone in a Christmas one. Yeah. Encouraging sort of small local mm. businesses. Who they were quite things. popular, yeah. weren't they? They, they were. Really busy. Yeah. And you had Love Nelly. Yes, at the time I had a small company called Love Nelly and I was making children's dresses from vintage and um, kind of old fabrics that I found in source. That's right. And you had the funny, remember all the lamps? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I remember, I remember with the bottoms. Yeah, the yeah. bottoms. Yeah. Yeah. So I sort of sold quirky things for styling in kids' bedrooms and, and um, clothes. Yeah. So how did that all start, Love Nelly? I had two little girls and I was just so bored with everything on the high street and I could see all this old fabrics. I'd often go to the Sue Rider sales and I'd see like fabric which was curtains before and I think I love that. Um, And then I employed like a team of grannies who were really good at sewing and I gave them all this very simple pattern. In fact, I started sewing myself um, and we just made these dresses. They were very simple, kind of peasant style dresses, but they were all different fabrics. I remember them like sort of petticoats. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And... um, yeah, it was sort of my way of having individual clothes for my girls. And then everyone said, oh, I'll have one, I'll have one. And so I started doing it. Um, yeah. Where did you sell? Was that online? Do you I sold online. Look and, as well? um, at that time, no, they, they weren't being sold in the vintage look, but they were mainly online. And then I did the fairs, you know, the, yeah. the, the fair market circulating. Mm. And that's kind of how I got to know everybody to then be able to start Love Local because I saw there were so many creative people in the area, a bit like yeah. Creative Duck. Yeah, just pulled you know, it all together. Yeah, so I it, pulled it all together at Christmas so everyone could go shopping. like our pop up shop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what would you say would you, was your big break? What kind of ch- what changed for you and sort of propelled you into doing something different or move Love, love, love Nelly along? Well, Sarah Kirk has a lot to answer for. So she also, my friend from um, Love Local, very kindly entered me. She came, we went to Portugal on holiday and she said, I found this, you've got to enter this. It's a TV show, it's coming, it's up the street, it's called The Great Interior Design Challenge. And I was a bit like, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I'll do it. Um, and a couple of glasses of rosé later, um, we were filling up form and off it went. And I heard back literally instantly. What did you have to do? You had to say what your experience was. You could not have worked in a professional capacity as an interior designer before or done anything paid. Oh, great. So it was just for amateurs. Totally amateurs, yeah. Brilliant. And um, you had to say what your love of it was, why, blah, blah, blah. Send it off um, with a few photos of your house or your rooms that you've done. And then they got in touch my plane landed back from Portugal and I think the next day I got a call okay. and then they gave me a project to do to do a mood board and everything. And was that like a kind of a stage to get through to yeah. actually doing it yeah. a project? Yeah, so I had to do that and then um, got in. Brilliant. Yeah, and, uh, and spent months and months sort of panicking, going, oh my God, I've done this. So did you like have that kind of, you know, the, just that self 
doubt at all of like, oh, you know, I'm, I've gone, I'm, so this is totally new. I'm going to do something really different. Yeah. Did it make you waver at all? Were you like, do you know what, actually, this is a great opportunity. I kind of thought it was a great opportunity. And Sarah was really good. She's a really good sort of business coach as much. She's like, come on, just do it. What have you got to lose? Yeah, just go yeah. for it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, it's only national television if I embarrass myself. So I'm going to see like <laughs> thousands, you know. Um, and I didn't really panic about it because it was just doing a room until driving up to Manchester the yeah. day before yeah. with a bootload of stuff and these plans and thinking, oh my gosh. Did you have like a team to help you when you got there? No, you had a budget of £1,000. One handyman was assigned to you, but you didn't know who that was until you got there. Okay. Um, and then 48 hours to do this room in Salford in Manchester. Oh, wow. Um, and, and what room did you go for? Well, they gave me, it was a living room, kind of, it was a Victorian terrace. You can watch it on Netflix, actually. And um, it was a Victorian terrace, um, and the guy hated me. Hated what I did, hated the lot of it. Um, fortunately for me, Sophie Robinson and Dan, who were the judges, loved what I did, even though the homeowner didn't. And it's from there that I started to work with, work right. with Sophie. So when, so when you showed it to the homeowner? He walked out. They had to lock me in a, in a special little box, <laughs> we called them pods, where you put the furniture away from the rain. Yeah. He was not happy. So what did he not like about it? Um, he didn't like anything about it. He was a very difficult <laughs> character, Calvin. Do you think they chose, um, chose him that for the... No, I think he... He was one of the first... It was a difficult homeowner. Okay, he didn't fine. get invited to the rap party or anything like that. Fine, it was okay. a bit of a so disaster in their books. Yeah. I think they felt a little okay. bit sorry for me. Okay. But I still look at what the room that I did there on a budget of £1,000. Um, if you watch the show, Which it's hilarious. Nothing, it? you know, because it leaks as well. Halfway through the bill, we realise that we've got a huge damp problem. Um, and everything, the paint that we pulled the night before just pills. It's like a comedy. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it is hilarious. <laughs> Um, a lot of our local creative community are working really hard to establish careers based essentially on what they love doing, so whether that's art, design, photography, film. You clearly love working with others and promoting a more sustainable lifestyle. You've managed to turn um, it into a business. So has li sort of living sustainably always been so important to you? And you know, where do you get this motivation to make such a difference from? Yeah, I would say living sustainably has always been important. It wasn't quite known as that a while back, but I've always been into vintage, always been into shopping secondhand. Um, I got that from my nine. She always was repairing things, vending things, shopping really well, growing her own. So that's something I've sort of brought up knowing. Um, and lately it's become fashionable. You know, it's, it's been a bit of a buzzword. I haven't always been... It's, you know, I haven't just jumped on a bandwagon. I've been doing it for a really long time. But it's a, it's a love. I love that feeling of individualism. You can find something secondhand or yeah. you can find something vintage and style your home up with it or wear it. Um, so, yeah. I was going to ask you about your, your, the skip etiquette. Do you, yeah. do you just, you know, just jump oh, on no. and you have to go? <laughs> no, you should always knock on the door. Kirsty <laughs> yeah. all sorts of doesn't she? Um, yeah, you should always knock on the door and ask before you, you know, pillage whatever you want from them. And yeah. then try not to get stuck in it. Because or... it's rewarding, isn't it? Because I remember I found um, a high chair years ago in a skip and I did did knock at the time. Mm. And I went in and I asked them. Yeah. And they said, yeah, help yourself. It had a big crack in it, but I managed to to repair it and yeah. then I painted it and did a bit of decoupage and it was really rewarding afterwards mm -hmm. and now I think I kept, I kept it because yeah. I can't You've got something individual that's yours, mm. you found it. Actually homeowners are pretty grateful most of the time because sometimes that big piece of furniture is in there or whatever and it's blocking up the skip, they're paying for that yeah. to be shipped off. So if you remove that then they get a bit more space. Yeah, that's true. I mean, where, where do you go to find some of your really good pieces of furniture? British Heart Foundation, um, you know, this year I've been there, um, one of their ambassadors, and I've seen so much good stuff come through those shops, so I've literally spent a year going around the furniture shops and helping them out and promoting what they do, so that's a great place to go. There's several um, furniture stores all around the, the country, um, which specifically sell furniture and electricals, 
the Soon Rider Centre, which unfortunately shutting down the bed, which is really sad. So I remember, my heart. I know, queuing up there, yep. specifically for the furniture bit. Until now has been literally the best mm. place. It is fantastic. Absolutely fantastic, the stuff that gets dropped off there. Um, and then eBay, Gumtree, pre-loved, yeah. it's full of it. And Facebook now, you know, these Facebook locals where yeah, people are, are swapping stuff and there's so many outlets for it that it, it's great. You have several strings to your bow from upcycling workshops, which I think you do for adults as well as children, don't you? Yeah. Um, you've got your Warriors on Waste campaign to your interior design, styling, and also turning your home into um, a photo shoot location. Yeah. Um, this variety of skills has led you to work on some amazing projects and TV shows, such as, um, I think it was uh, George Clark's Amazing Spaces and yeah. um, Gok Wan, which I love Gok, uh, Fill Your House for Free. Yeah. Um, so how did the TV shows first come about? I mean, did you actively have to go out and seek them, or was it something that came to no, you? No, um, I was sat at home my kitchen island one day, and I'd met Max McMurdo, he's, he's huge in the upcycling world, he's, um, and he'd become a bit of a friend. And he rang me, and he had this job for Channel 4 for Amazing Spaces to convert a shipping container into a floating home. And he'd been working on it for a while, and I think he'd realised he'd got to the point where he knew that George was coming in two weeks to film, and he was nowhere near finished. So he put an SOS call out, and he just said, look, I need him to resign, do you want to come and help? I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I'll just come and help on everything. What stage are you at? He said, well, I'll just cut the holes in the side of a shipping container, that's all I've done, really. So I said, oh, that sounds brilliant. So I just went up and stayed in bed for two weeks, and um, just worked on the show, just helped him. And it was the best one ever. I learned so much. I was, you know, someone's handing me an angle grinder I've never used one so before. So they, they guide you along with what? The no, it was just me and so a whole in. team of people who we had a job to do. The TV came at the very end of it to film it all, but we weren't on camera really. What a great experience. It was so, it was honestly, I would say, one of the best two weeks of my life. We and fun though, imagine so we didn't stop laughing. We were working in a ship container by, the phone, by our um, iPhone torches because there was no electricity over the night. And you know, it's so just where crazy. was the container at? First of all, it was in Bedford in his workshop, and then we took it over and floated it on into Bedford Marina, and then we had to work on it there. So from an interiors point of view, an interior designer point of view, to have an opportunity like that, kind of fall, fall in the lap, yeah. I mean, is, is, that, is that quite rare? I mean, if I was an interior designer, how would I seek out an opportunity like that? Do you think that's... They're, they're always seeing? advertising on the television shows, they're always looking for people so you can enter that, that way. I'm a big believer in networking and mm -hmm. just making friends and working. You know, I, I did a lot of work for free, a lot of work for free to get my name out there and learning things all the way and it's yeah. just about knowing people and saying, look, I'm willing to come and learn and help and then the opportunities seem to come your way. And if you do a good job, and people want you around so yeah. then they come back again for more. Because you're doing the Ideal Home Show this year. I, I am, think you're quite, yeah. quite busy. So I'm doing the show garden at the Ideal Home Show, which is, again, based on sustainability. It's um, The theme of it is the good life, but it's very much showcasing how to grow your own vegetables and um, also clever ways of planting and things you can use to grow vegetables in. It doesn't have to be a conventional garden. So do you do that as well? You, at home, do you grow your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I love gardening. I think it's really good for mental health, honestly, mm -hmm. to go outside in the sunshine just plant away. Um, and I'm just trying, at the moment, I've got to propagate it in the kitchen which is hydroponics I'm just getting into hydroponics with all the light and water yeah. and things for the first time so it's fascinating but yeah so I've got that coming up um this year and that'll be fun and then I talk on stage probably about three times a day on a few days there how many days does it go on for two and a half weeks oh wow okay so, so, so wow, starts so on March the 27th yeah and then it runs all the way through to the 14th of April and you're doing, sorry, how many talks are you doing up there? Um, well, some days three a day, um, but not every day. Yeah. So if you go on the website, there's a thing on the Super Theatre. So I'm doing talks on sustainability. I'm doing demos on upcycling, the chalk paint. And then I'm doing 
um, talks on the garden, on how yep. to design your garden. And then I'm running on the 5th of April, Sustainability Sunday, which is the day I've pulled in all of my charities, so Plastic Oceans UK and lots of other people who are mm. working to save the ocean. Amazing. So how, how, do you, um, how do you get tickets? You can go online, buy tickets. I'm going to be popping a code on my um, feed as well, on my Instagram account, Great. so I've got a code for everybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just put it along, idolpeshow.co.uk. Then you've kindly given a couple of... Yeah, someone can win some, come on down. It really is, it's lots of fun. There's lots of inspirational bits there as well, there's some shopping. Where is it at? Olympia. Olympia, So not far away from us. It's nice excuse to go up as well. Yeah, it's London. In 2017, you were Channel 4's Grand Designs Live Interior Designer of the Year. Um, so how would you say this achievement um, has impacted on your business? I mean, has it led to anything else? I would say that was the point at which I was suddenly taken seriously. So it was to design a room set in a competition format. Um, and I chose to design a room set, but I was going to do everything found in a skip, upcycled, recycled, or made from, you know, plastic bottles. Yeah. Um, which I soon realised was a bit of a hefty task because I had to design around what I could find. I couldn't just design and then, you know, buy it from the high street. Yeah. I had to find it first and then it's all in reverse. So you have to find from the skip, oh, that's lush, oh, I can incorporate this. It's a bit more of a tricky way of doing it. So it must take a lot longer. It than, did. Yeah. Wayne, who is my builder, who worked with me on that, and who continues to work with me, actually, since we worked together and we had such a giggle, um, he was like, what have you done? This is insane. <laughs> he must but, have hated you. <laughs> he did. Um, but... We won, and it was great, and I would say that from that point then, because people had seen that actually what I pulled off was a mid-century looking room that was really on trend, yeah. you couldn't tell that the that, you know the, the mat was paid from recycled straws, but you also couldn't tell that the, the artwork was all from Sea Rider Centre or Sea Rider, you know, charity shops. So I pulled it off, and then all of a sudden it was, Lynn, Lynn knows how to do this, Lynn's an expert on this, Lynn can help you with this, and suddenly I wasn't the crazy cheap girl. So you were a bit more of a go-to yeah. Yeah, for sustainable. Yeah, so then suddenly com companies and charities and... Do you think you, you, you hit it in the right time in terms of... you weren't, I know you weren't jumping... I think it had been done before. Yeah. yeah, definitely. They'd never... Uh, Dan Hopwood, who was one of the judges of it, said he'd never seen before. He, he said it's always just been a showcase for shops to put their products in mm. and to showcase those. And that's how these sort of things have worked. And it was the first time ever it was charities and second-hand shops who got the the PR from it yeah. rather than the other way around. And but that's, that's you, again, sticking to what's important to you, your yeah. core values. Yeah, and I'm always that way. I always say I will not do it unless this. I'm not going to pull my pants down and be anything other than what I am because yeah. you cannot be, if I'm going to be this person, I absolutely have to be that person. Yeah. I, I can't just talk the talk. Yeah. You've got to walk the walk. Yeah. To and get you, that respect, mm -hmm. I need to stick to what I'm doing. And I get lots of offers of jobs and I can't do something because, you know, there's no point in me being an influencer wearing Zara. You know, it yeah. just doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't sit. sit. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard call to say no thank you very much to all your lovely clothes. And does that happen but quite quite often? Occasionally, yeah. yeah. And I just well, want to say that's artist. not me. Well, Zara, you know, it's not me. I can't possibly think about Did they try and spin it with the, the conscious... They have conscious line, don't they? Yeah. No, no. It was just some sort of an email that came through looking for influencers mm. and it's like... Mm, no. And also, really. I mean, you think how busy you are with all the different things you're doing at the moment and... You are an influencer, but just in a different way. Yeah, and I don't want to be an influencer. I think it's um, it's quite a shallow existence to just be influencing unless you're influencing about something with the real cause. Yeah. And that's what I've really, really tried to stick to with my worries and waste. And my whole Instagram account, it's absolutely yeah. what I believe in. And I won't talk about something just well, for that's money. It. I have noticed, to talk about yeah. it because it is absolutely what I believe. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it comes through very clear actually whether you know whether you are holding up a sign or you're you're actually because quite a few of your pictures you are in the ocean or by the ocean or looking towards mm-hmm. the ocean and then talking in the text below about what's important and what you can do. Yeah, and um, and you have built up a really good you know good following. Which oh, is good. They're fantastic. amazing, and they inspire me as well. So yeah. I get messages from people. Say, have you seen this? So we're all sharing information for the greater good now, and mm-hmm. I call them my tribe. You know, my worries and waste, and they're all absolutely there. They're with me, and they kind of see me as the sort of almost like the spokesperson, but they're very happy to pass on information because they know then I can feed it out to hundreds more people than they've got yeah. following. And likewise, and it's a, Instagram actually can be a really caring Oh, it's community. the nice, yeah, it's one of the nicest yeah. platforms. I think so. So sticking, sticking with the topic of interiors and another passion of yours, which is obviously sustainability, um, if people look at your, your website or your Instagram feed and they'll see it's got a really stylish look and feel, so you've managed, I believe anyway, to kick this sort of myth that living a more sustainable life can sometimes be less attractive. Um, so what would you say your top tips for incorporating more sustainable things into your home um, without necessarily compromising, compromising on style are? I would say shop second hand. Mm-hmm. So go for second hand furniture if you can. Um, go to the charity shops, go online, eBay, all those sorts of things. Um, and also then painting, upcycling. So if you have got something you don't like the look of, you can upcycle it with chalk paint, any paint. You know, there's so many ways of upcycling things. Kitchen cupboards. And it's quite quick to do, isn't it? Because remember Very doing your um, at the um, our summer pop up. We came along, did a bit of workshop, a whole day workshop, and transformed a chest of drawers. I think in a yeah, whole in day. Yeah. Um, so you can do that, you can do whole kitchens, instead of binning them, you know, the orange pie kitchen that people are often replacing mm-hmm. with exactly the same colour, but, you know, exactly the same style, but different colour. So I always say to people, you know, can have a go at doing something like that. Yeah. And you're think, quite bold, can't you, with the colours, yeah, just to give absolutely. it a change. You can paint over it. Painting is so easy, isn't it? You can just paint over it if you change your mind. Mm-hmm. Just hand it down. So growing your own as well. Mm-hmm. You're growing your own vegetables, living more sustainably like that. Not growing a cucumber in your garden is better than growing, you know, buying a cucumber wrapped in plastic yeah. from the supermarket. Just going back a little bit more to how Granny used to live. Yeah. Wanting less. It's a good life. You know, the good life, exactly. <laughs> yeah. What my garden's based on is just taking it back a bit, mm. really looking. We've become so frivolous, so throwaway. We buy stuff. You know, your mates have children who are slightly younger than you. Give them the old clothes. You know, swap things. Yeah. Share things. Just. Because everything is very much kind of on the demand, isn't it? Yeah. Quick, quick. I want it now. Yeah. I want everything. So we chatted before about sort of seasonality of fruit and veg, and when mm-hmm. your children, you. You remembered exactly what was the season. You knew, but now you don't because you can get whatever you want, whenever you want. Yeah. And it's uh, it's all just... Um, yeah. And, you know, the packaging as well. So try and find these shops. We've got the Willow Basket. We've got Heath and Watkins and Sonny Common where you can get refills yes. on, on your food. And oh, yes, and Bosley Patch is great. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, brilliant. So you can do all of that and just start thinking a little bit more sustainably rather than rushing out. Mm-hmm. I know it takes time. I know it's not as easy. But we have to make these changes. Yeah. And actually, I've discovered in Marlow, they, they've got two really good shops. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. And um, their shampoo, and I'm kind of like new to changing all that, but I did look in my shower and it's like, it's two shelves of bottles. Like, mm-hmm. right, what can I do to change that? And um, I tried their shampoo and I was a bit sceptical, I have to yeah. admit, but it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually really frothy yeah. and it smells nice and it actually makes my hair shiny. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of changes that you can do. And um, speaking of changes, you have um, on your Amazon, um, was it a wish list? Or, you know, you set up no, a page. shop. shop. So it's, yeah. called, um, it's called a Warriors on Waste Shop. So it, I just got to the point where I was constantly talking on um, Instagram or something and I'm saying, you know what, you should do this or this is the paint I used for this and this is how I upcycle that or this is the sh- block shampoo bar. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get a million messages like, where'd you get it, where'd you get it? I thought, right. So Amazon then approached and said, would you like an influencer shop? This is a new thing they were starting. I thought, absolutely, I would. So it took me literally to bury myself in a room for about five days <laughs> yeah. and download everything that I've been talking about. Yeah. 
And then I've split it into sections, so it's sustainability for your home, sustainability in your bathroom, sustainability on the go. That's fantastic. So you've books, done basically all the, all books, the hard work. Exactly. All the books that I read that inspire me, they're on there. Um, and then there's an upcycling section with the paints that I use and the things that I recommend. So how do we find that link? You can just, it's on my um, Instagram, you can click on my link tree and it'll take you straight through. Or if you just Google, or it's on my Amazon shop, now oh, brilliant. it comes up. up. Yeah. Fantastic. So oh, then people can shop there. It's even got toilet roll. It's even oh, got right, the right. toilet roll that I use that is sustainable. There's two different options there. It's got everything covered and I'm yeah. constantly updating it and adding to it um, and you're using that that's what you know these are everything yeah. that I use it's not yeah. and the money so there's an influence fee that comes from that which I then give back to Plastic Oceans UK oh, so it's my way of using the research that I do every day yeah. into benefiting the ocean yeah. um, it's pointless me talking about it because there's not a kickback for something I want it to go back to yeah, so it's, my, it's, a, yeah. it's a circle and it's um, it's brilliant and, and it's nice for us to know these are, these are things that you use every day yeah tried and tested yeah and you know and as when people are telling me last week I put something on which stops the electricity stops you using charging electricity when you just plug things oh, in oh I saw that so yeah. you know and somebody told me about that and I was like oh my god I absolutely have to get that on my shop I have to pass that on I have to pass the good stuff on downloaded it popped it on ordered myself one it's there you know so it's a great way yeah when I made candles the other week in the old goo pots put the wax on put the wicks on so people could go and do it and fantastic do I'm definitely going to check that Check that one out. This is a campaign that you've been working really hard on, like a real passion of yours, to inspire and educate the next generation. Do you want to just tell me a little bit more about the Warriors on Waste campaign? Well, I started it, it's, it's kind of just grown. There was no great intention with it initially. It was just to teach kids to upcycle and just to take better care of the planet. And then it sort of gathered momentum and then I put them all in these camo boiler seats because I wanted them to feel like an army and that we were going to be cool and we were part of something. Um, and then I started teaching in schools and then I thought, I know if I can make a movie, then it can be on YouTube and all the kids can take it home and say, Mum and Dad, this is the lady who came into school today, why don't you watch it? It just seemed like a double prong attack. That's so a great way. The of... kids can tell yeah. their parents and then suddenly I would be getting them all involved and then they can nag their mums when they buy the takeaway cups or nag their mums when they're drinking from a plastic water bottle. And it just sort of grew from there and now I would say it's adults as well as kids yeah. and I'm involved with the British Heart Foundation, I'm involved with Annie Stone, we're all sort of talking about this reuse, stopping landfill, everything. Um, and this year I've been working on the Idaho Home Show, so not on my show garden as well, I've been turning the show sustainable, so I've been working with all of Media 10 who run the show, and Olympia, in putting in place stuff for food waste. Really, sometimes I was sitting in meetings and I'm like, oh. Because you, you went into, as you know, outside Waitrose, so yeah. quite a few people the, in Headley. The, the yeah. plastic give back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, how did that start about? Well, that was Hugh Fernley Whittenstall who decided that we should all do that and he put that big shout out saying, you know what, can you do the great unwrap? Can you give back to... So I just thought, what a good idea. So I just put it out on my channel. There's a decent turnout. Is it, really it once or twice? There's a few we times. Once. Yeah. Yeah. There's been various of them going, going mm. on. Up there. I think there was another one last week which he wanted yeah. to do. But, you know, I just wanted the kids to come down. I actually took my daughter out of school for the morning we did it. But I just want to show people, that, you know, this is what can be done. Yeah. The power of the people and actually the waitress, their area director was there, I don't know, whatever she was called, who runs it. She came down and chatted to us and she, and she was just like, came oh, out, yeah. you know, thank you, we are taking this on board. And the more we do it, the more we get the more we down do it. there. Yeah, we've got the plastic free waitress at Botley and I just yeah. thought, well, maybe they'd consider that Henley might be a good, yeah, a good option as well. And yeah. um, all you can do is try it, isn't it? Yeah. Just put, you know, I can't just sit there and be somebody who just sells sustainable stuff from behind a desk. You've yeah. got to get out there. You've got to get out and talk to people. Inspire change. Mm -hmm. You've got to be shown to be doing something. And that's what I try and do with the kids. And the kids now, some of them who came sort of six, seven years ago are quite big and they still send me photos. 
when they're on holiday, they're sending me this, look at the straws here, or look at this. It's such a ripple effect, isn't it? It's sort of educating them. And they feel that they stuff on what they're doing, the changes they've made, and I see them in town, and and it's absolutely the best thing I do. So how do, um, I'm sure there's lots of parents listening, thinking, oh, wow, we'd love to get you to come into our children's school. Yeah. I mean, how, how would people keep to get you There's in? a website, um, www.worriesonwaste.co.uk, mm-hmm. and you can go on there, and there's a box, and that will send it through to know that you're in this inquiry live, and you'd like me to come, yeah. and then somebody will call, Tracy, my friend, probably will call, or I will call, whoever's not busy that day, yeah. and we can book you in and come and visit the school. Likewise, when the next courses are on, next workshops um, in the holidays. So there? every holiday, I try and do two I've or seen three. the ho- yes, yeah, holiday, holiday, holiday camps. Um, and the kids come over and hang out for a day and, and we have loads of fun. It's absolutely crazy. We make a lot of mess, but we all learn something. And I try and, try and um, make each camp about something. So last time we upcycled chairs using chalk paint. We made bird feeders from ketchup bottles. And then we made some lights from our bottles. Um, but every cheap child went home with a tree plant. Kind oh, of fantastic. Her heritage tree yeah. to in touch and said, look, spread the word. We're going to yeah. give everybody a sapling. That's like, amazing. So each child we concentrated to talk yeah, about trees brilliant. and why trees are important and then they've gone off to And does it change each time? You do yeah, different things. trying to do different things, things each time. So we might talk, especially if you've got the same kids coming from exactly, the exactly. to talk about different yeah. stuff. And then they go away and, um, yeah. Tell more. Yeah. Fantastic. Or we'll chat all afternoon about all the different things you're doing. It's fantastic. I don't actually don't know how you fit it all in. Neither do I. Lots of coffee. <laughs> Lots of coffee. Sustainable <laughs> coffee. In a reusable cup. In a sustainable cup, obviously. Well, thank you so much for coming to chat today. Well. And um, if I you want to find out what you guys more... do is, is inspirational as well. It's oh, a really community. It is, it up. is. And it's, it's really... um, you've been coming to quite a lot of us yeah, really recently. Yeah, and... thank you. Really nice people. So I think it's, it's wonderful to be involved. And if you want to find out more about um, Lynn, you can pop to her website, lynnlambourne.co.uk or com. It's com, com, isn't it? And then worriesandwasters.co.uk. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Your Creative Boost, a series of discussions with guest experts and entrepreneurs designed to celebrate and support small business owners.